You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Cup of Joe Morning Show. And, uh, well, you got to admit, I mean, you got to start thinking about going back to school, kids. I mean, you know, I mean, if your brother or sister's already gone off to college, then you really are thinking about and you're celebrating and everything. So I thought I'd start in. I got some good stuff for you coming up next few days, but uh, you got to top it off. Teacher had uh, her dog. Now, this is this is a really reversal, right? Instead of a uh, student coming in and saying, my dog ate my homework, the teacher told the students, my dog ate your homework. You got that straight? It's true. Her, her dog munched through her student's summer homework. And so students, you know, going back to school, getting ready. A lot of places in the country, they're already back in school. Teachers desperately trying to piece their half-eaten homework back together. Well, I bet she's empathetic after that, huh? Like, whew, I never thought it could happen, but it sure did. It was a disaster. She shared everything on Reddit and kind of had a sense of humor. One woman said, well, when you're a teacher and your dog eats your homework... That's funny right there. And one one said, well, you know, it is true. I guess everybody gets an A, right? Got that right. <laughs> the Sound of Life. Hey, good morning. I am Joe. Always like to know what you learned from over the weekend. Tell me anything. What'd you learn being out? I learned that when it rains really hard, even though the yard is brown, the grass is brown, boy, you could just hear it. The ground going, oh, yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) It turned green. It was pretty cool. But I digress. God can afford to make you saved forever because he made you new. And you said, I believe. I always remember going out in youth soccer. We had two boys. They were always out there. Youth soccer. Saturday mornings. Loving that, right? Well, the idea was that you didn't keep score. They just played to learn the skills and stuff. Don't you know everybody knew the score? Of course they did. That's what we do. We keep score, don't we? We set up rules. We don't care. Little kids playing. They got rules. We, we come up with rules and we keep score. Jesus does not keep score. He has no clipboard. He's not keeping score. See, Jesus isn't like us. Jesus is fun, right? And he can seal you forever. In fact, 1 Jude 24 is a great uh, benediction prayer for you. Now all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. Woo! Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. I am Joe. Well, welcome. It is Monday Mug Day, and now we're in a kind of a new season. We're doing Bible Jeopardy by popular demand. So today, talking about a couple of trees mentioned in the Bible, <laughs> okay, it's on the way, like, excuse me, it's going to be easy, you'll figure it out, it's on the way, and right after Dr. Tony Evans will check in with Russ Merlin, and we'll we'll do Monday Mug Day, it's the only chance, only opportunity you have to get Monday, Monday, yeah. so we had a, uh, my daughter's Great Dane for a while at our house, Uh, Clyde is no longer with us. You know, as you may know, Great Danes don't live a terribly long time, which is 
really too bad because they are incredible dogs. They are basically a member of your family. They they sit on the couch with you and watch TV just like you do. They scare the UPS delivery people and kids love them and they're the gentlest things ever. So I can understand when a family wanted their dog who was given a bad prognosis uh, some snow because their dog was a Bernese mountain dog named Brooke. And they got a bad prognosis and they thought, man, if we could just get him some snow one last time and somebody suggested that they call a, a skating rink and that's what they did. Uh, the sportsplex immediately started dumping snow outside their house. They 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 called them up, and said, "Have you guys got snow? We've got a dog that's passing away." And and sure enough, she did. Brooke passed away a few hours after getting her last snow fix. So that's pretty cool. I mean, if you've got dogs, you understand. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. It is Monday Mug Day, and as always, the first person with the correct answer on the hotline, which is toll-free, 800-946-1765. You win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug. And now we are playing, we're in kind of a new season now, we're playing Bible Jeopardy, although you don't have to put your answer in the form of a question or whatever you're supposed to do with Jeopardy. But here's a question for you. Two trees that the Bible mentions... We're in the middle of the Garden of Eden. Ah, the tree of love and the wishing tree, or the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or it could have been a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, amen. It, check it out. It's in Genesis 2-9, and then you call with your answer, 1-800-946-1765. Call right now. Okay? All right. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Mm. I am Joe. It is uh, Monday Mug Day here on Cup of Joe Morning Show. Let's go right to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. See if anybody wants my mug. <laughs> Good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Hi, this is Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I'm so glad you called. I, I hope you want my mug. Oh, absolutely. All right. I've been dying to get it. <laughs> well, good for you. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Bonnie, let me, here's the here's question, the way it goes, okay? Uh, two trees in the Bible it mentions uh, in the Garden of Eden. Uh, it was either the tree of love and the wishing tree or the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or could be partridge in a pear tree. What do you think? Ace, A, B, or C? B. B, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Absolutely. Yes, you know it, Bonnie. Absolutely. Congratulations. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. See there? It happened. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I appreciate hallelujah, it. Hallelujah, Jesus. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Plenty hot for a couple of days anyway. I mean, man, we've had quite a stretch, right? Those splash pads. I hope they got them built in places where they were supposed to. There was one in Philadelphia causing quite a stir this weekend because a little girl showed up. I mean, she's probably, what, fourth or fifth grade, something like that. So she showed up at the splash pad, and they're great. They're just pieces of concrete, really, where the water shoots out, you know, and you just go run in there and you get wet. I mean, when it's 100 degrees, it's okay. It's fine. 
It's okay. It's all good. Quite a relief. So anybody can go in there. They're public. And so she was waiting through there uh, <clears throat> with her support animal. And her support animal was one that basically cleared the splash pad. She had it all to herself because her support animal is an alligator. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I see the video. I mean, this wasn't one like I had when I got back from Myrtle Beach that summer, you know, that was like a foot long that lived in the bird bath. This was about a four-foot alligator she had on a leash. Really? You're taking... I'm just going to wade through the splash pad right here and see, you know. That's just not right. No, not. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Hey, I am Joe, and... um thinking about um well look at news is really is really funny um besides the uh, the deer wandering into the dollar store because i mean everybody's in the dollar store these days i mean it's gone before that <clears throat> stopping in the dollar store it's really funny one time we lived kind of near one and my wife and i went for a walk it's always a good thing to do we do that every once in a while every couple of years we'll be like we should take a walk okay because it's good for you, right? And so that's why we do it every couple of years. And we went out and went in the dollar store that I like stop by every day. And she knows that. And then she went in and she's like, oh, wow, you could just shop in here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's true. But I was in the store. I didn't want this to go unsaid because I was in the store on uh, Saturday. Saturday? No, it was Friday. Friday. Friday afternoon. I didn't know what day it is. So, and I was buying a pair of jeans at the store, and I tried them on. I said, okay, I think I want this, right? The ones that are a little bit too tight, <laughs> just be an incentive, you know? So, I don't want to feel like I'm wearing sweatpants. So, anyway, so I came out, and there were two women at the counter, and they were looking at tie clips, which I thought was interesting. I had them spread out everywhere, about 100 of them. And they were been over. I didn't see the women, but the the lady was checking me out, and she said, "I noticed you have a you got a little bit of a like a accent or something. Where are you from?" And I said, "Elizaville." <laughs> and the lady beside that was been over looking at the tie clips. One of them, she she up and up and went, "What?" And I looked over and I went, "Ah, it's Lisa's Wordling. You're kidding me. You live in Florida. What are you doing here?" And we shared a big hug, and all the employees were kind of like, okay, well, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so anyway, it was really cool. Isn't it cool to see somebody that you you don't expect, right, that's a friend? And that was kind of neat. That was kind of a neat thing, I thought, right there. Plus, it was pouring down rain at the time. That lasted about five minutes, and then the sun came out. It was really cool. So it was good to see you. It really was. Good to see people. It's good to have friends. So easy to get separated, you know? And so uh, I hope you're doing well today. I really do. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. Welcome. Uh, glad to have you along this morning. I thought maybe I'd share some uh, letters to God. thought I'd share that because the teacher asked class. These are third grade kids. Grade three, yeah. Write letters to God. That's a great idea, isn't it? I don't mind seeing your letters to God. It's it's pretty cool, actually. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of neat. 
Like uh, God, uh, my granddad says you were around when he was around. How old are you? <laughs> it's kind of cool. And uh, things like um, maybe Cain and Abel wouldn't kill each other so much if they had their own rooms. I mean, it works with my brother, Larry. Good advice. Very good advice. It's it's really great. And this one kid said it's really great the way you always get the stars in the right places. That is kind of cool, isn't it? Thanks, Jeff. Charlotte said, how did you know you were God? She's, she's going to be running the place a couple more years. Pretty neat. Neil said, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in the church. Is that okay, God? And when I like it from Charles, his letter to God, he says, I don't think anybody could be a better God. Well, I just want you to know, I'm not just saying that because you are God. <laughs> Charles, Charles's letter to God sounds kind of like my prayer in the morning to God. The sound of life. Boy, I really do pray that uh, he knows that faith. He's a big time rapper that goes way back that I guarantee you, probably no matter who you are, if, if you're a follower of Jesus, you probably bristle and uh, certainly, you know, you, 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 the modern, whole modern rap vulgarity and the topics they they uh, rap about, whatever you know, or just like, mm, get away from me, you know. But it's amazing how God works in people, and I think God is working in this particular person. He uh, did a remix of Kanye West's song "Use This Gospel" as he rapped about being pulled by the devil, putting his faith in you, Father, and more. Who in the world am I talking about? Eminem. Now. <clears throat> If you ask your grandkids, actually, you could ask your kids <laughs> because he's getting old, isn't he? This is a pretty amazing. He's 49 years old now, but still has a reputation, of course. Wouldn't that be something, though, you know? I mean, like Justin Bieber coming out talking about Jesus and his faith and things. It's just, you just kind of like, what? Your mind kind of explodes. It's, it's really amazing. Uh, he claims that he's armed with Jesus. My weapon is prayer. Wow. Woke up on stage at a concert. Whole place looking like a mosh pit. Bible at my side like a rifle with a God-given gift. Every single day I thank God for that's why I that's why I pay so much homage. Praises to Jesus I'll always. That's amazing. That was, that was his rap right there. And of course... We just uh, pray. I mean, there's not a definitive answer, and it may never be, as to whether he is a follower of Jesus right there. There is a fine line right there. But, of course, somebody that said influential. And isn't it fun to see God work? Amen. Isn't it? Yeah. Amen. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Boy, what an incredible uh, story. Uh, uh, that came back from a couple of days after, or maybe it's weeks, after D-Day. Go way back to World War II. Jack Leroy Tuller. And he said, it's two weeks after D-Day. It's dark, raining, muddy, and I'm stressed. So I get my trumpet out. But the commander says, Jack, don't play tonight because there's one sniper left. Okay? Guy that's hiding in the trees or a building somewhere that's going to... Long range, shoot somebody, right? It's dangerous. You give yourself away. 
playing the trumpet. But Jack thought to himself, he said, you know, a German sniper is just as scared and lonely as I am. So I thought I'll play his German's love song, Lily Marlin. I don't know it, but that sniper sure did. The next morning, here came a Jeep from up the beach about a mile and a half away. And the military police says, hey, Captain, there's some German prisoners getting ready to go to England. One of them keeps saying in broken English, who played that trumpet last night? <laughs> True. And he burst into sobs and he said, when I heard that number that you played, I thought about my fiance in Germany. I thought about my mother and dad, about my brothers and sisters, and I couldn't fire. And he stuck out his hand and I shook the hand of the enemy. But he was no enemy. He was scared and lonely, just like me. Yeah. The power of music. Got that right. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Yep. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Welcome, I am Joe, and um, you may remember that. What is today? Today is this Tuesday be dated day you know you, you only know what he's talking about if you're old <laughs> they we, we leave the light on for you. you hear people say that expression i'll leave the light on for you that comes from a hotel chains commercial that featured a little building standing amidst a dark night nothing else around the only light in the scene a little small lamp at the door of the porch and it was very inviting if you were you know coming through in the wee hours of the morning and they had the phrase that said, we'll leave the light on for you. And it was a welcome sign. That's exactly what it is. A light is always a welcoming sign, right? As someone said, early in the morning, it's God's flashlight. Oh, there it is. Wow, it's amazing. It is, and it really is. Jesus says the lives of those who believe in him should resemble that of a welcoming light. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill can't be hidden. I think he was saying, not so much you should be, but you will be. There's no doubt about it. You can't help it. He's inside of you. He's living in you. How can you not help but be a light? Contrast to the world. Think about it. It's such a perfect analogy. And here's the thing. You're like, well, I just got a little bitty light. It's just, my little, it's just a little flicker of a light. Mm -hmm. Put it in any dark room. And the room will light up. Any darkness, no matter how big and bad it is, can't stand the slightest little light. It's really cool. It really is. And it's something that God has provided in his world, right? And with Jesus inside of you, your light is on today. Let it shine. I mean, it will. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Oh, a news. little news update for you. Right now, yes. Yesterday, we were talking about the imminent launch of the most powerful rocket in the world that's ever been created. Yes, going to start us going to the moon again. Okay. Since then, I've been reading about you know 1960s technology. Really, we went on. We went. We got to the moon in 1969, and then of course in the early 70s, landing um, missions on the moon, men on the moon, and it was basically 1960s computer technology. Which you know, looking back on it, you think, 
wow. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, pretty much. Uh, Maybe God did intervene in that, and a lot of people think, you know, I mean, a lot of people say that. Engineers and stuff today say, uh, quite frankly, I don't know how they did it, with the computing power of basically a watch with a calculator in it. I don't know. That's about what they had. But Cape Canaveral is a whole different place now, and this rocket was very impressive, and I was watching it live yesterday. Maybe you tuned in. A lot of people went there to watch the launch, and they scrubbed it. Now, they said that the earliest that it would go off would be Friday, and Mission Control said that it is definitely in play. What happened was this. They're not sure that the cooling of one of the containers that holds the fuel was happening correctly. There's two types of fuel. Is it nitrogen and oxygen? I believe nitrous, nitrogen... Uh, uh, I can't remember, but I, I know I do know this. I remember seeing this. It's below 400. One of one of the fuels has to be kept at like 439 degrees below zero, <laughs> and the oxygen has to be kept at like 200 and some below zero. So what happens is the container, the tank that that's in, has to be cooled because the difference in in the in the item that's in the tank and and the outside air would just crack the tank you know it's an incredible difference so that has to be cooled as well a little more complicated than you thought huh yes indeedy so i'm i'm, I'm glad that they didn't i mean they, that was a valid reason not to not to go cuz you god forbid you don't want to see the thing you know even though it's unmanned right now that will be the type of rocket that they will send people and a payload to the moon. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna try to colonize the moon. I don't know. Just smile and wave, boys. <laughs> smile and wave. The sound of life. School about ready to start. In a lot of places, you realize that school has already started. And so this math teacher, Julio Castro, he's starting out his first Thursday at new school. Much like he has every work day for the last couple of years, he gets up at 4:30, rides a scooter. About six miles to the Metrolink station near his apartment, uh-huh. the scooter again for another mile to the Eula Boys High School campus. He's 31 years old. He didn't expect anything out of the ordinary. He was pulled into a meeting to talk about what classes he's going to be teaching this year, how he's spent his summer. Meanwhile, outside the meeting, hundreds, hundreds of students excitedly scurried out of their classrooms into the gym to pull off the perfect and long-planned scheme. Uh, it's not a trick on Julio. No, it's a gift. They were going to surprise their hard-working teacher with a new car. They spent months raising the money. Now, this is obviously a used car, but they raised $13,000 to buy him a car. That is amazing. That is real love because they see him. They can feel what it's like. They ride their bikes. They ride scooters. They're like, wow, that's a that's a real ordeal right there. That's something that we can help out in, right? He needs that help. We can we can get him to the train station in, in minutes and safely, right? Some of the community partners were inspired to join the effort along the way as well. So he was confused when he saw the car. He's smiling, you know, and then they came up and hug him and everything. And then he's kind of like, you're giving this to me? 
Wow. Is that not love right there? That is an amazing story right there. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The Sound of Life. Hey, I'm Joe. It's Cup of Joe Morning Show. And I'm so glad you're along this morning. Obviously, because you know what they say. It would just be me in a padded room talking to myself. I really maybe think about it. Okay. Yes, good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Hotline. Got a live with Joan. What's up? I want to hear the mock... Um the Mark Twain, I, I don't know the right, it's not a slogan, it's a, a mess, the Mark Twain message. If I could hear it again about the violet uh. and forgiveness, and I'll be listening. Thank you, Joe, and stay well and safe. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, she was talking about a quote from Mark Twain, which actually is pretty cool, and this is it right here. It goes very quick. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Mm. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. Do you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? He, he may. Uh, he His uh, sport, his popularity kind of transcends his sport. He's a football player, you know, European football player. So he's a soccer player. And uh, he's with uh, Manchester United, I do believe. And a very, I, I think he became the first billionaire in a team sport I believe Cristiano Ronaldo he's been in a lot of commercials and you may not know the name but you would you'd see him you go oh yeah yeah I've seen that guy before so a reporter asked him why does your mom still live with you why not build her a house that's a very good question it's kind of like well kind of personal but you know he answered it he said my mother raised me my, by sacrificing her life for me. She slept hungry so I could eat at night. We had no money at all. She worked seven days a week and evenings as a cleaner to buy my first football equipment so that I could become a player. My complete success is dedicated to her. And as long as I live, she will always be by my side and have everything I can give her. She is my refuge and my greatest gift. Money does not make people wealthy. In fact, some people are so poor... All they have is money. That was just a little added <laughs> uh, thing there. A, a true wealth is found in gratitude for the gifts and blessings in life. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Cup of joe. Morning show here on the sound of life. Mm, about uh, eight. Eight. Fourteen. Uh, I don't suppose I have to remind you. Sometimes I have trouble with digital, or as they say, digital. <laughs> yeah, I learned on an analog. I'm just kind of an analog type person. It's kind of the way it is. Not really beneficial nowadays. But uh, I can play some tennis. You know, I, I learned I wasn't competitive when I was in college, and I signed up for the tennis tournament. I used to play some pretty good tennis, right? But I just don't have that competitive edge. You know. You're playing in the U.S. Open. You're about as competitive as you can get. I can't imagine going through that. It's grueling, you know, for a couple of weeks. So Andy Murray playing an opponent, and uh, it, it, what happened is hailed for epic sportsmanship. And somebody said it's actually the moment of the year in tennis, in sports. I don't know. But when you get an advantage point and then you realize I didn't, and you say that, <laughs> it's like, 
what what did you do? You know, it's like a guy slides into home and the umpire calls it safe, and the guy that tried to tag you is thinking, wait a minute, I tagged him. You're not going to say anything, right? You just keep your mouth shut. You're like, I don't know. Well, in the U.S. Open, Andy Murray, okay, is leading five to four. All right, over Francisco, his opponent. He's leading five to four. Francisco serving to stay in the set. And uh, Andy Murray hit a drop shot. It was beautiful. Just dropped right down there. But Francisco seemingly got it. He got it. And it was a stunning point to stay in. And he said, nah, I didn't. I didn't get it. The ball bounced. <gasps> Everybody was, like, stunned. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> and, 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 of course... I mean, and oddly enough, he did end up winning. Andy Murray won the the whole match, but it was uh, it was just amazing, you know, that he just admitted, "No, I didn't get it." And it's just one of the really cool things that happened. Excellent sports, yeah, it's excellent. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. I love these. Uh, collaborations, you know. I, there's a lot more of that. And there's a lot in the music world, too. It's a really cool thing going on. Somebody trying to squash a collaboration. Matt Hammett. Saint this real former singer now. I, mean, I don't know if I have to still say that. So Matt Hammett was at the airport ready to fly to Colorado to perform at a baseball game. And he got news that the Rocky Mountain Vibes, an independent baseball team, had canceled its family night just hours before the first pitch, it shut out pro-life organizations that were sponsoring the event. In the press release, a Vibes representative said, the, and I quote, they made the decision after seeing the proposed assets from the partner in question. Family Night was sponsored by the pro-life group Save the Storks, and Pikes Peak Citizens for Life. Her thought being pro-life would be such a dirty word in some circles, right? But they are really, uh, a lot of them are really taking it in a very bad light. And uh, so remember, every day, pray for folks, the volunteers, the people that are there. They're the best in the world. Absolutely the best. They've been through these situations. They know the feelings, the emotions that people are going through. They know how to counsel. They have no ulterior motive other than the best that God would have for the situation, right? And sometimes when you're looking at a situation right there, the immediate action is not the best thing. So, and you probably know that, right? If you, if you, if you get the counseling and then you, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Whew, wow. I was glad that I made the decision I made. But keep those folks uh, in your prayers for really God's provision and encouragement. Keep doing what you're doing. We're loving it. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Hey, I am Joe, and I just recently finished looking at some analogies about how large space is, how much distance there is, right? In other words, if our sun 
93 million miles away from us, was the size of an atom, then the Milky Way galaxy would be as big as the United States. Okay, just to give you a little idea, that's just one of them. I do a couple more, I blow your mind. It is amazing. But yet the God who created all of that is approachable. If you don't believe me, remember, look at the cross. Jesus died for you. The veil was torn to the Holy of Holies. We can go directly to God for ourselves anytime our little hearts desire. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. It's an amazing song there, I think. A lot in there. Colton Dixon does it. It's called Build a Boat. So let it rain, right? I built the boat. God told me to build the boat because he was going to make it rain, even though nobody even knew what rain was at the time. Never happened before. But it did. And it did it for 40 days and 40 nights. And it flooded the earth. You believe that story? A lot of people, can, can somebody really build an ark like Noah's family did? And they'll try to question you, kids. They'll just throw it out there. You know, like, well, uh, they've already built the ark. Somebody's already done it. It's the Creation Museum. That's where it is. It's in Kentucky. And it's there. It's a life-size ark. I mean, if you believe the measurements in the Bible, the cubits they talked about, they pretty much got that down. And uh, if you look at the size of it, they said, man, it took them, you know, they used all the modern equipment and construction equipment. They even had to build a, a thing on the side to keep it from tipping over. And it took them four years with a crew of people coming in. So I don't know, could a family actually build something like that? So it kind of gets you questioning it, right? I don't think the Bible ever says that nobody helped them. Um, and God provided the directions and it doesn't say how long it took them I don't think I would love for you to correct me on that I you know always looking for that but I've just I just read this recently and I thought that's where kids are gonna you're gonna be challenged on it see so you have to be able to to look at it and go okay I know one time years ago I saw a model of the ark built based on the cubits right and they do that. They build models of boats and ships and things, pretty big ones, like as big as your car, probably. And they have this tank of water that they float them in, and it replicates what it'll be like in the real ocean, you know, with waves and stuff. They can create waves, and they'll see how it, it works. And the people who built this model of the ark were pretty much amazed because they, they couldn't turn it over, you know, with waves and such. They couldn't. And I thought at the time, well, that makes sense. Right, God created the physics of water and motion and everything, so he knows what's going to be stable or not. And the thing about the whole ark thing, right, is it really shows, and God does have a pretty interesting way of showing, pretty much different every time, but he's showing his great love for the people that he created, and you're included in it, right? Yes, absolutely. Listener supported, The Sound of Life. Looking at a photograph of a vegetable market, a lot of cucumbers, tomatoes, green beans, lots of greenery there. <laughs> and it's outdoors, and it's in Nigeria, I'm presuming, because Voice of the Martyrs is asking us, you and me, to pray specifically for Felicia and her husband. They're missionaries in northern Nigeria. Christians there experience not only targeted attacks, but also daily burdens, such as being charged triple for basic goods. So we're praying for Felicia and her husband as they continue to minister under challenging conditions. 
Thank you. Amen. The sound of life. I am Joe, and this is profoundly spiritual. I say that with a Cheshire grin on my face, mainly because it's something new we got. Got it yesterday. Big box came. A poor woman at the post office said, big box. And I mean, you could put a big TV in it almost. She said, I don't think there's anything in this. <laughs> Surprised she didn't open it. Well, our new laundry basket came. Isn't that wild? Have you ever gotten a new laundry basket? I mean, I, I, I don't, if I could, I'd love to see a show of hands to see how many of you have ever gotten a new laundry basket because we had never done it before. This is the first time in I, my married life I've gotten a new laundry basket. I'm going to post the photograph of the old one and you might cringe when you see it but you know i'm kind of saying goodbye to this thing that has served us for over 30 years when i say that i'm like it's true my wife and i were like that thing's over 30 years old. i had that when we got married now one of the reasons why it's getting to be a little bit of a pain it's not quite big enough and the on the sides there they're cracked you know so it's kind of a pain and now it if go down the steps, take it down, you know, to the washer and all that. And it, it's, I mean, but still, you know, it's you. You can still read the sticker. And, well, I don't know if you can read the sticker, but you can see where there's a sticker on the bottom of it, like the new one has. Got the sticker on the bottom. There it is. And I'm trying to make something real spiritual out of that, but I, I, it's interesting because. You got to give kudos to the company that makes these because, I mean, how could in the world could you sell new ones? I mean, obviously, we bought one, but how many people today in the United States are going to buy a new laundry basket? Three? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, like, it's like if your clothes go in it, you pick it up and you carry it to the washer, <laughs> whatever that may be, that's pretty much it, right? It's, it's doing its job. It's great. There's a lot of things in life like that that are like that, right? You know, maybe a tool you have. Your grandfather had it. It's still fine. It's good. It still works. You know, turn it to the right, screw goes in. Turn it to the left, screw comes out. It's no big deal. You know, it's like that. But I just thought of something. We're kind of like that because we're always looking for something new, right? In, in, in our walk with, with God. And Jesus, you know, we said, yeah, I believe, Jesus, I'm a follower, man. That's it, right? And right then, we've got the promises of the new covenant. New heart, made new, we're flawless with God. And and, it's, and we're always looking, we're like, well, you know, I think I need a three-step program. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Well, looking for that new laundry basket, maybe. Excellent. Uh, well, I know. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. An excellent way to show people that you care about them, no matter what their background, no matter what color they are. Uh, this was posted by Dasha. Dasha said, I was in the hospital waiting room today, and this lady came in with her sleeping baby. They gave her papers, and she was sitting trying to figure out how to hold her baby asleep while filling out these papers. And then this man came from across the room and asked if she'd like him to hold her baby while she's busy. That was a very bold move. She smiled, and she said, oh, that would be wonderful. This man went to take her baby. He rocked that baby like it was his own child. Isn't that amazing? She said, my heart just melted, this lady that was posting the whole thing with a photograph. It's cool, you know. And she said, well, you know, 
And people talk about this almost every day. You see something about this. <sighs> Things that are plaguing our society, really, are individual. Some people don't see that, but, you know, the change of you inside of you. You make a decision moment by moment. This man saw this situation, and he's he's not thinking what it's going to look like or anything. He said, I'm going to help that lady. I know how I can support that person and help that lady out. And kids, if you're in a sport, volleyball, basketball, especially with a court, somebody's being really low and yelling out maybe racist comments that happens. Just very, very person that's disturbed, you know, about themselves. But if they're doing that, the way to show support is to put your arm around the teammate that's getting yelled at and, and show them and just point out to the person. Just say, this person is just as, we're just all just as valuable. You know, that's the way to show support. Just don't not say anything, <laughs> you know, do something. Isn't that amazing? Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Jeremy Camp and the song Getting Started. I'm Joe. And you kind of wonder if Serena Williams was, that's the song that was playing on her headset when they took a break at the U.S. Open yesterday. I don't know. I didn't know they did that. Like midway through at a certain, maybe after two sets, they uh, they took a break and went in the locker rooms and everything. I'm like, oh, I didn't know they did that. You know, pretty vulnerable when you're a tennis player. You got all that big crowd right around you. Very vocal, you know. It's a very individualized sport. I actually watched the tennis match because my wife was watching it. And uh, Serena Williams was clearly the underdog. I mean, that's what they say because she was playing the number two tennis player in the world. She wasn't expected to win. And that's one reason all these people showed it. A lot of celebrities looked like one of those L.A. crowds at the Arthur Ashe Stadium last night. And they're showing them on TV and everything, you know. But I tell you what, you have to hand it to her. She was going to lose. I mean, in well into that match, she was going to lose. And they took that break, and she came back out. And I don't know, she got the Nuke Rockney speech or something, as they say, you know. I don't know what women get. I know what guys get. You always get the Nuke Rockney speech, and you get fired up. And it works with guys. I, I don't know about with women. I honestly don't. I couldn't say that, you know. But whatever it was, she did very well, and she won the tournament. So now... Uh, just in case you want to know if you were going to go tomorrow and to the third round of Arsharash Stadium, it's going to cost you about four times as much as they started out. So if you had tickets already, you did pretty good. I imagine people like Tiger Woods probably had an agent or something on the phone when he got near the end, you know, when she was leading like four, five games to two, you know. But uh, interesting, she's 40 years old, Serena Williams is. Now she's married. She has a baby. Little, you know, so her family's growing, and that's that age, right? When you go beyond that, you're the you're the Tom Brady of your sport, you're or, or whatever, you know, you're you're into that new realm of being able to compete and everything. But I thought the best thing she said, and obviously the interview, very extensive question and answer after the after the the set after the match. I have to get all the terminology right. Here, was set up previously I, I thought it was way too many questions but i thought it was pretty interesting because the, the the interviewer was you know you beat the number two tennis player in the world and all that and i like what serena said i mean you know she's a very nice person she comes across very nice person she said well you know i'm still a pretty good tennis player <laughs> i said yes you are the sound of life hey i am joe 
And I forgot to mention something about Serena Williams and playing, and I saw the match because my wife watched it and all that kind of stuff. You know, and um, I, I've never been a, like a really big fan of hers. Can I say that? You know, going along. Uh, a lot of people are, have interest in her because she's re- announced her retirement. She's 40, and we all know that in the sports world, that's, that's the magic. <laughs> you know, no. But, you know, she's married now, and she has a child, and stuff and so uh, but she over the years she's whew, she's she's made news and stuff for various reasons and things but i have to say last night uh she did something that was really cool and uh when a shot was a was went went on the line it was ruled in serena williams couldn't get to it and it was ruled in and they showed the replay because they have that technology, you know, they can see. It's kind of like in baseball where they frame the pitch. And everybody in the stadium saw where it was just a little out. And they started booing and stuff. And she held up her hand. She said, no, 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 no. Forget that. That's not what it's about. You know. So everybody knows, you know, some days you don't get the calls. <laughs> but the fact that she could do that, she knew that she could raise her hand and say, don't, quiet. And everybody would do it. And so she did it. That's what it's all about, right? When you can make a difference, do it. Make a difference. And always remember this. When you're thinking about somebody, they're a human being too. May not think exactly like you do. May have a different faith than you. Like that. But, you know, some people given an entire field of roses and they only see the thorns. And others are given a single weed and they see the wildflower in it. So perception is a key component to gratitude, and gratitude is a key component to joy. Joy comes from God. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I guess it would be a good time to talk about the town you're going to go to since it's a long weekend. This is it right here before it all ends. <laughs> this is the way it always gets portrayed. It's over. It's done. When I was growing up down south, all that meant was that, well, hopefully by mid-October, the humidity would go away. Still in the mid-80s. <laughs> this is kind of the way it is. But here, you notice a definite change. Did I hit it right? Did I? Huh? Huh? It may be warm by next week by the time we go back to school. But, boy, we sure got a taste of fall uh, yesterday afternoon. And as the sun set, wow, we... I'll elaborate on that a little bit more because I came across an article appropriately titled The Best, is that what it is? The the very best, the best mountain towns to visit in America. Mountain towns to visit in America. So I figured there'd probably be some out west, but I figured there may be some in our area. And look who number two is right up the road. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, the Miracle on Ice place. That's what Lake Placid is always remembered for. It is a beautiful place. Of course, it gets crowded pretty quick. But uh, they had 1932 Olympics and, of course, the 1980 Olympics right there. And apparently a bakery that used to be there, if it's not there now, I pity him. But I had a friend that would drive from the Hudson Valley to Lake Placid just to get a hold of the cinnamon raisin bagels made at this one particular bakery and that's reason enough really isn't it to go anywhere food it's pretty cool 
There are a lot of towns out west. I couldn't believe number two on the list, Lake Placid, New York. Absolutely beautiful. Burlington, Vermont, right on Lake Champlain. That was one of them as well, too. So lots of little towns around. Pretty amazing. And by the way, it is, uh, as we speak, in Lake Placid. 40 degrees right now. Nip it <laughs> in the butt. Oh, boy. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Welcome. That is Toby Mack featuring Blessing Offer. The goodness. And that is a song, part of the album that he's come out with three years after his oldest son passed away. And, of course, going through all that, I think the thing that Toby Mack would say is, I can't tell you what kind of journey it's going to be with tremendous loss like that. Um, but I can tell you this, you'll never get over it. And the other thing is you realize that God is the goodness of your life. That's that's the one thing, right, that you get through it. So I think the biggest thing is that you really never, it's just different degrees at different times. You may be very burdened by what happened. You know, you may kind of have, go back. But uh, you don't, you know, you don't, those things happen. But God is there. That's how faithful he is. Not quite a dramatic story as that, but Jose is a 77-year-old substitute teacher. He's living out of his car for eight years. Wow. That's amazing. Every night, this elderly man bunked down in his Ford Thunderbird LX, 1997. Carefully monitoring the car battery as it powered his computer for evening's work. Instead of using the money earmarked for rent, he sent it to numerous family members in Mexico who needed it more than he did. So early every morning, one of the teachers, former student of him, saw him rummaging through his trunk and he said, I just felt the need to do something about it. You know, he, you know, you got that inside of you. I'm just going to do something. And he launched a fundraiser, and weeks later, he handed Jose a check to help him pay for a place to live. Scripture repeatedly instructs us to watch out for one another. Sometimes difficult to see past our own concerns, isn't it? But boy, is it amazing and rewarding when we see others and we help out like that. It's pretty incredible. And you you kind of like, boy, that felt good. There's nothing wrong with that. I think God made you that way. It's pretty cool. And I think God in his mercy chooses to use us to give some of that plenty to others. And that's part of God's plan right there. So Father God, please give us a greater vision to care for our neighbors, right? Thank you. Amen. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. You tell me you wouldn't be shouting out praise if you were rescued in the Aegean Sea, or any sea, really. You're a good swimmer, and you're out in the ocean, but uh, currents take you out. You can't get back. You're like, you can't believe what's happening. And boy, when the rescue comes, no matter how it is, wouldn't you be excited about that? I think I would be shouting it out, right? Now, one thing that's amazing is how God works and how he tailors the rescue to the person and works things together. Sometimes we find out about things that come together and sometimes we don't. I think many times we have no idea the levels on which God is working and that alone is worth rejoicing. This is one of my favorite incredible stories about a 30 year old man who was swept out to sea while he was on vacation. He's a good swimmer. Ivan is his name. He had grown tired though 
and uh, he saw this rainbow-colored ball floating toward him. Can you imagine? He spent 18 hours holding on to a partially deflated leather ball in the Aegean Sea before being rescued 15 miles away. Wow. And when news broke about Ivan's real-life <clears throat> Wilson experience, if you will, makes you want to shout it out. Wilson! Oh, that was sad. Anyway, moving on. A pair of Greek children spoke up, and they reported that the colorful ball that they were playing with ended up in the ocean 10 days earlier. They were playing soccer on the island of Lemnos, 80 miles away, 10 days earlier. Their ball went into the ocean, and Ivan just happened to be there at the right spot to hold on to it for 18 hours while he was rescued he was spotted by a greek air force helicopter and was involved in the search for it's incredible a great way to start your day the cup of joe morning show one of my favorite stories has to be about a misplaced call done by somebody that was in the right place at the right time amazing his father tells about how it all went down. Colin is on the freshman basketball team at Notre Dame Preparatory School in Marist Academy, which is in Pontiac, Michigan. All right? So they're on the freshman team. They want to have a FaceTime call, get together, talk with some of the basketball team. And he called the wrong number. (laughs) And he got a hold of a man named Sean Murphy Bunting who happens to be a cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just happened to be in the locker room of said team with his uniform on. Now, at first, they didn't believe it. Because, I mean, why would you believe it, right? (laughs) But here's the thing. Sean grew up about 35 minutes Near in Macomb, Michigan. So he had the same area code. So right away, that narrows the possibility that that could happen. And you're a digit off, and there he is answering the phone. And they didn't really believe him. So he goes, hey, Ron, hey, Rob, Gronkowski, come here, man. Gronk, you know, come over here, man. He handed the phone to him. He handed the phone to Richard Sherman. He handed the phone to Leonard Fournette. I mean, these are huge, big players for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're all sitting there in the in the locker room, and these guys are freaking out. And then they're like, oh, he just got out of a meeting. Come over here, Tom. Get on the call over here, man. We got some guys who want to talk to you. Tom Brady hops, I'm not making this up, hops on the call, and, of course, they just went wild. I mean, how could you not? Anybody would. And Tom's like, I think that's to the guys in high school. You know, they just, that's somebody they really look up to. And, of course, he was very encouraging. You know, he said, that's the sweetest thing ever, man. He said, um, you know, and they were talking, going back and forth. And he said, I hope you guys do good, study, do all that stuff. You know, and I <laughs> my, my thought, of course, was they go back to school the next day. Who they going to tell? Oh, man, I was on the phone. I was on face call with Tom Brady in the locker room in Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You didn't see anything. The sound of life. This actually really happened, and I didn't know about it. I thought I knew all history. James Banks reminding me about the 
uh, a day, May 19th, in the year 1780, over in New England. I guess that affected Connecticut. There was a massive wildfire, forest fire in Canada. And May 19th in 1780 was known as New England's Dark Day. And it lasted for hours. It started in the morning. It never, the sun never shone. It was amazing. I mean, sun was up, of course, but it was a surreal darkness. Probably heavy clouds of smoke from this massive wildfire in Canada. And many wondered at the time if it might be Judgment Day. Connecticut Governor and the Senate were in session, and when some considered adjourning because of the darkness, a man named Abraham Davenport responded, I am against adjournment. The day of judgment is either approaching or it is not. If it is not, there's no cause for an adjournment. If it is, I choose to be found doing my duty. I wish, therefore, that candles may be brought. I have a feeling he knew the Bible because his desire is actually in the Bible. Right there, Jesus said, be dressed, ready for service. Keep your lamps burning like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So day or night, it's always good to serve the Savior even when darkness encroaches because God's promises for all who look forward to him will stand. Okay, so, like candles in the darkness. I know it sounds like a, a song story. Uh, may our light shine. Your light's going to shine before others. It, you can't help it, right? So be encouraged today. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.